few days ago, I had a, one of my one-to-one private calls with someone who, who bought an hour with me to discuss their move. And one of the things that they told me was that they're, they were looking to buy. Um, they have sold, they're in rented, they're looking to buy. And they've been looking for quite a long time and they're taking their time over it. Um, but they have registered with local agents and they said that there's one local agent that's really gone out of their way to help them and they've almost become very good friends. And one of the questions I was asked in this call was, this agent told me that maybe I should stop looking for a while and, and start looking again in the new year. What do you think? I thought, well, I don't really know these reasons, but that's that's curious. What do you think? And he said, well, I, I trust this guy. You know, he's put, put a lot of time in talking to us. And I thought to myself, well, I don't think there's ever a, a good time to be viewing or not viewing generally if you're looking for a home and you're in rented, ready to buy. I said, judge it on a per property basis. If a property comes along that you want to view, go and view it. Don't not view it because one agent told you to not view till next year. And it got me thinking. He said, I really, I, I really trusted this agent. I thought, yeah, okay. Why would an agent tell you not to view properties? Well, probably because they know you are a qualified procedural buyer. They know you are committed to buying a home for your family. They know you're funded. And so to that agent, you are a deal on legs. You are a walking fee. And this is roughly a seven-figure uh, transaction that we were discussing. And I said, you know, you are you are 20 grand on legs to that to that agent. And I'm not doubting the sincerity or the integrity of their relationship with you, but just bear in mind that you no, know, all agents are going through a much harder time of things right now. And if they've invested a lot of time with you, what they don't want to see is that time they've invested disappear in smoke because you then go and buy a property through someone else. They will be looking to try and list a property that they can sell you by saying to the seller, I know just the buyer for you. And that's how often it happens. But I thought to myself, no, there really isn't a situation when you should stop looking. If you need a home, want a home, have the money and are ready to move, there's never a time that I would stop looking. And after the call, I found myself thinking about this story quite a lot and thinking to myself, you know, this whole game of moving house, and it is a game, it is a game of conflicting interests. Re, and sometimes these are, these are very unfortunate conflicting interests, like in this particular situation. And I also started thinking that a lot of people, I get feedback from my videos going, well, Charlie, that advice doesn't work for me, doesn't help me. And, and it, I'm, I'm fully aware that whatever I say will work for some people, but equally will not work for others, depending on whether you are a buyer, a first-time buyer, whether you are buying and selling, whether you are just selling, and also what caliber of agents you're going to be dealing with. And it got me thinking about all the different kind of agents as a buyer that you can be dealing with. You can be dealing with a straight out of school employee in a corporate who just doesn't seem to know their ass and their elbow. And they're on a salary and they the commission that they make on selling a house is relatively small. Uh, and therefore, they're not that motivated. They'll just go and open the doors for you and they'll show you around. And they're not very well trained. And you end up dealing with a lot of those kind of negotiators because... The companies who end up listing the largest number of properties tend to be the ones who overvalue the most just to pile high, make their inventory very large to get the buyers and to just basically the more, put more numbers through their company. The more properties they list, the more viewings they get, the more viewings they get, the more deals they get. And when you deal with a negotiator like that, it's pretty demoralizing as a buyer. Why? 
Well, because those negotiators are probably having to show 20, 30, 40 people a house just to get an offer. Uh, and then another 20, 30, 40 to get another offer that's accepted. So the actual numbers for those negotiators working in low-quality corporations where they've got lots of property for sale, where they've locked in the sellers because the sellers bought the overvaluation myth and now find themselves locked into a long-term solidity contract. It's not a nice place to work, those companies. They're pretty demoralized, a lot of those guys. Then you might deal with a smaller independent where you might have slightly better motivated negotiators, not so much to sell, so you don't get to see them so often. And then you might sometimes deal with the self-employed franchisees who are, they are one-man, one-woman bands selling properties they've listed themselves personally. And you will tend to get a better attention and quality of service from those guys. And then occasionally you'll be dealing with the owner-managers, the, the actual, their name is above the door, they are a, 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 an independent business you know, dealing directly with the owner. And the difference is, of course, that a negotiator showing you through the door who's just an employee of a large company is only motivated to the tune of 50 or 100 quid if they sell you a house. Whereas the owner of an estate agent that's listed a property and who's showing you through the door is motivated to the tune of their entire fee as this agent at the beginning of this video I was talking about was. He was an owner-manager, and therefore this buyer was worth the full fee. In that instance, probably fifteen to £20,000. So this huge fluctuation in experience that buyers get from agents can be possibly hypothetically correlated with how much money is the person showing me this property going to make if I buy it? So there are so many variables when moving, when buying, especially when selling, and even more so when you're doing both. So many variables. And it's such a challenge of hurdles. It's a gauntlet to be moved. I mean, I know people who are trying to sell, trying to buy. Their finances are not a problem, but their actual process is so wasp-chewingly painful that just after a while, they just give up and go, this is just too hard. Should we just stay put? And the way to overcome that is to try to maximize the odds in your favor with all of these different things, which is why I talk about always treating agents with respect because it just improves the chances of you being called back or being called first or being picked over other buyers. And also, this is the bottom line. The bottom line of this video is, that, is, is this. Nobody likes game playing when it comes to major life decisions, but Moving house, whether you like it or not, is playing a game. It is an adversarial game. You are coming up against people who have different interests to you because they're the sellers and you're the buyer, or vice versa. Or And, and it's worth remembering the different games they're all playing. So, for example, agents are playing the game of fighting with other agents to win instructions. That's the biggest game they're playing all day, every day. Most buyers don't know that. Um, and just like... People talk about game playing in relationships. No one likes it. And yet it happens. Why? Because it's an unavoidable part of human nature. And when it comes to moving house, it is human nature that you really need to understand above all else to have the best chance of being able to play the game with confidence. I don't like that it's a game. I don't think it's a good thing that it's a game. It is a game 
played on a playing field that is not a level playing field. It is tipped horribly in favour of the people who play the game all day every day. And if you're a first-time buyer, you're often just allowed to the slaughter in that game. Which is what I'm trying to change. That's exactly what I'm trying to change with these videos and with Best Agent, to make it a fairer playing field and to remove some of the unfair advantages that the players have. Not just agents versus movers, but bad agents versus good agents. Because ultimately, to help more people move house, I've got to try and find a way for good agents to be easier to find by the sellers and also to arm buyers with the information that they need so that when they do have to start playing this game, they're a bit better equipped, both in terms of knowing how to be better prepared and also in knowing how to negotiate when it comes to negotiating. So guys, this is a bit of a ramble. It's just a thought that's been in my head. I wanted to share it with you. And with that in mind, if you've got questions about your move, in the context of this video, let me know. Give them to me in the comments below. I'll see what I can do to help you. I hope that was helpful. Have a good one. See you in the next video. Bye, guys.